Welcome to the Gentlemen for Liberty podcast, a place for stimulating conversation on the philosophy of liberty and natural law. We aim to promote individualism and self-ownership through productive discourse. With restoring liberty as our ultimate goal, here are your hosts, Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Gentlemen for Liberty podcast. I am your humble host, as always, Derek Wills. And alongside me, Mr. Cody Rowe. Cody, how are you doing this fine and wonderful day, sir? Doing wonderful. Today was a great day. Well, good. Good. We need we need positivity in this crazy, crazy world uh, because there's just so much negative. Um, so, you know, Cody and I were talking. And like, what should we talk about on this week's show? And Cody had a wonderful idea. Nobody really, I mean, there's a lot of debate online uh, regarding the non-aggression principle. But I think it segues nicely from our discussion last week regarding abortion that uh, maybe we should have an in-depth discussion about what the non-aggression principle really is and try and really deep dive and come to an understanding about um, about the non-aggression principle because uh, you know things that are left up for debate means that uh, well it means that we'll we'll never be able to agree on liberty period so um, so Cody uh, you had a you brought up a pretty decent example that was very basic so yeah. why don't you yeah. Yeah, yeah go ahead and, and tell that so for the longest time, I've I've tried to think of what is a good real life application of the non-aggression principle when it comes to, you know, two lives intersecting. And I thought of something last night as I was driving down I-45, if anyone's ever driven that road in Houston, they will know that you will get cut off. Not if, when, you will get cut off on I-45 in Houston. While driving like 75. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In a 55. Yeah. I mean, those are just suggestions anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. So I was getting ready to take the... Uh, the 59 interchange heading home. And I was in my lane for the last, I don't know, half mile, you know, cause I drive purposefully, you know, I, you know, I don't drive like a bat out of hell, but I at least get in the lane that I need to be in a little ways back. Right. Well, get up to the split. And of course, there's one driver in the left lane that has to make his way all the way over into the lane that I'm in, of course, you know, cutting me off. And I thought about it because a little ways up ahead, I'm going to have to merge into the lane that he's in. So the thought that entered my mind was, hmm, there can be a lesson here in the non-aggression principle because this person while annoying me and probably 
quite a few people in traffic behind me and being completely inconsiderate and driving like a complete moron. He did not hurt anyone. No one was yeah. harmed by his actions. As annoying no... and inconsiderate as they were, no one was harmed here. There was also so, no there was also no uh, property damage. Um, all it was is you had to hit your brakes. Um, yeah, that's all it was. Were mildly inconvenienced. Um, so your point is <clears throat> that is is what exactly with this? Well, it goes a little further because I'm thinking, okay, you you see these videos of. Uh, Karen's, Kevin's, Kyle's, whatever the hells we want to call them. You know? Just freaking out on people. They're they're all over TikTok. They're all over Twitter. They're all over Instagram. You can, I mean, just, just hashtag Karen and just <laughs> down the rabbit hole you go. So my thought was, what if you have one of these Karens that looks at this car that just illegally cut over in front of me, you know, across a solid line and all that. What if this Karen says to herself, you know what? When I get up here to this merge, if they're in that lane, I'm merging anyway because they don't have a right to be there in the first place. How is that going to go over in an incident report? Who's going to get charged with causing the wreck? Uh, well, any, uh, I mean, assuming if she is the one merging. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, assume, assuming that Karen has to make the merge into the lane that this person who previously illegally merged in front of them is in a, you know, is in solid control of their lane. And now you have to merge into their lane. You know, this, this Karen could say, you know, well, they didn't have a right to be there in the first place because they were in the wrong way back there. And you and I both know that that logic is not going to hold any kind of water for liability on this. Yeah, yeah no insurance company's going to, yeah. The insurance company's going to look at you and go, no, you merged into a lane that was occupied by another car. Whether or not they, whether or not they illegally merged a mile ago, that doesn't matter. Yeah, if anything, they, would, they would then chalk it up to, to like a road, ra road rage incident even. So uh, my point, so my point, is that if you take aggression out on someone, you take that aggression. Like in this case, Karen would have aggressed the other driver that annoyed Karen. You know, assuming, of course, that there was an accident caused. Assuming, uh, assuming. Yeah. We're, we're we're talking a lot of hypotheticals here. Let, let's just. Yeah, because if the result was the exact same as driver A's initial cutoff of Karen, um, then it would still be the same thing. You know, annoyed, uh, but no harm was caused to any individual. No destruction of property was ensued. But right. if if you know a mile down the road, Karen wanted wants to get some, I guess, uh, feel good points to to really show him. Uh, and she does exactly the same thing, except she causes a wreck. Uh, that's where things get differentiated, right? 
Yeah. So if Karen merges into into this other driver a mile down the road, they're not going to they're they're not going to put this on the other driver because they shouldn't have been there. They're going to put it on Karen because Karen aggressed and caused property damage to a car that was legally occupying a lane. Right. Now, my point in that though is that it's the aggressor that's looked at as in the wrong. Not the person who pissed off Karen a mile back. They're right. looked at as innocent because they are. They didn't aggress anyone. They didn't cause any damage. They're just annoying and inconsiderate. Yeah. Which doesn't defy natural law. Yeah. It, like was highlighted. So annoying, yeah, but no destruction of property. Uh, no uh, bodily harm or no threat to life. Uh, so, I mean, that's, a, that's a, essentially the foundation of the non-aggression principle. Uh, be kind to one another and don't take their stuff. Um, you know, don't <laughs> do whatever you want, just don't harm anybody else. And, and really, you don't even have to be kind. You just don't yeah. mess with other people's stuff. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, being you know? kind is, is the... Uh, is, it's a luxury. Is the, is, yeah, it's, it's the guideline. Yeah, you should you should be kind to one another. It's the not uh, looking at the gas pump while you pump your gas. It's 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 nice to have, but it, yeah, nice to do, but yeah, I, I mean, ain't required. Yeah, you, the uh, it's not a violation of the non-aggression principle to be an asshole, right? Um, you know, you and I can have a verbal argument. And I could call you any name in the book. I could insult you. That's not a violation of the non-aggression principle. Uh, because my words are aggressive, but words don't cause any harm whatsoever. No, it's just when you write a check that your ass can't cash and you catch those <laughs> hands, then I'd be in the wrong. Right. You know? Right. Because provocation is not... Provocation in and of itself is not a violation of the non-aggression principle. It is when uh, bodily harm or destruction of property gets thrown in the mix. And whoever initiates that bodily harm or destruction of property is the initial aggressor and is in violation of the non-aggression principle. So this opens up a myriad of topics. You know, last week we talked about abortion. And whenever it comes to libertarian circles, you have this sect of uh, pro-life libertarians as well as pro-choice libertarians. Um, and the pro-life libertarians, which I used to be one, and on a personal level, I still am one, um, Having being pro-choice, it would not be something that I would personally in, engage in. I would. I would not uh, encourage the act of, of an abortion. But uh, it's not my say because because I'm not the one who's pregnant. Well, I now, would say I would say on that that it's possible for abortion to violate the non-aggression principle. Yet, 
like we discussed in the last show. Whereas a fetus entering or forming in the womb against the wishes of the mother is technically in violation of her private property. Right. So the discussion comes down to the chicken or the egg here, which is the greater, the non-aggression principle that protects the child or the private property rights that protects the mother. Right. Uh, yeah. And you're, 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 you're right in that. The thing is that uh, pro-lifers, and I don't, I don't use this term derogatorily in any way, so don't misunderstand and don't take offense if you are somebody who is pro-life. Um, I, I hold no animosity against you whatsoever. And don't take offense if your name's Karen. Please. <laughs> don't take offense if your name's Karen. Uh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta do a little segue. I saw this, this great Eminem's commercial a while back. Is <laughs> She shares, gives a bag of M&M's to a woman and says, I'm sorry that I called you Karen. She goes, my name is Karen. And she answers another bag and says, I'm sorry, your name is Karen. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back on topic here. Um, going back to uh, property rights, right? And whether or not the act of abortion is a violation of the non-aggression principle. This is kind of a paradoxical situation, if we're being completely honest, um, because both circumstances would require a violation of the non-aggression principle. So the act of abortion does, I would contend, uh, violate the right to life of the unborn fetus. That said, Forcing the mother to carry her pregnancy to term also violates the non-aggression principle because now you are forcing her to uh, you you are stripping her of her self ownership. You are taking possession of her body, uh, saying that she doesn't have the right to uh, claim sole dominion and sovereignty over her property ownership, property title over her body. And it's this is why the debate on abortion, I think, is such a hot topic because absolutely this is this is a very unique um this is a very unique topic. Uh you know, you can talk about um you can talk about uh, the the baker refusing to bake a cake for a gay wedding. Uh, you can talk about firearm ownership, and there it's pretty binary. You know, um, does me possessing a gun just in and of itself violate anybody's rights? No, so it's not a violation of the NAP. Uh, does me refusing service or somebody refusing service to make a uh, a cake for a gay wedding does it violate their rights? No, because that's the property owner. You can't force him into labor he does not want to engage in. You know, it's pretty, otherwise known as slavery. Yeah, right. So it's pretty cut and dry on most topics, but abortion is one of those special ones, um, because of of the of the details surrounding it. Um, I would contend, yeah, that abortion absolutely violates the non-aggression principle, but preventing abortion also violates the non-aggression principle. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That the the biggest issue I think I think the biggest issue that we have 
is defining which right is superior to the other. Because our, our intrinsic rights are pretty much, I mean, they're pretty much, pretty much seem like they're on level ground, right? I mean, like yeah. one's not more important than the other. I mean, each, each are equal, equally important to support one another. Right. You, you know, you, you mentioned a word that I think gets left out of the abortion debate. Uh, and it, it does get left out of the abortion debate. It gets left out of a lot of debates. And quite frankly, it should not be. That word is slavery. So, you know, what is slavery, right? Slavery is the, like the most egregious violation of the non-aggression principle that you can. You are literally claiming ownership over another individual, right? Another human being, Um you have proclaimed them your property, which is wrong on every level conceivable, right? Well, and when so, you remove someone's when you remove someone's right to choose, right? You enslave well, them. Absolutely. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that you're forcing labor, but in the in the broadest sense of that term, slavery, like you just described, claiming ownership over one. If you remove my right to choose or anyone's right to choose their own destiny, then you're theoretically enslaving them. Right. Absolutely. Because you're not giving them the autonomy that is their natural right. Yeah. They have no self-ownership. So, you know, uh, the choice here that, that Cody's talking about isn't just abortion. It's literally anything. You know, if somebody says you cannot do this, that means that you, your choice has been eliminated and therefore they have proclaimed ownership over you and you are a slave. Um, so going back to abortion, there's, there's a lot of um, issues here as it relates to whether or not um, somebody would be considered a slave. So... What is the first thing that people think of whenever it comes to abortion? The right to choose uh, whether or not to carry the pregnancy to term or terminate the pregnancy. If another individual that is not the woman being concerned makes the choice for the woman, then they have absolutely claimed ownership over her. Now, there's another aspect of this as well. The unborn baby, the unborn fetus, is also in this type of master-slave relationship. Because if the mother is forced to carry to term, then the ultimate slave master is the unborn fetus. Because... It is the beneficiary, the true beneficiary of all of the labor, be that uh, the um, biological labor of her body developing this this unborn baby, um, as well as you know the the required increase of caloric intake per day, everything, all of her hormonal swings, 
the unborn baby is the sole benefactor of all of that and is therefore in a situation where a woman is denied an abortion is the master over the woman. So aside from all of that, uh, yeah, uh, I don't want to turn this into uh, another abortion show, but ultimately, whenever it comes to the non-aggression principle, it's whether or not it truly is whether or not somebody is proclaiming master over proclaiming themselves master over another individual and thereby proclaiming that person to be their slave. Uh, so going back to, uh, I guess your highway example, Cody. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cutting somebody off, uh, nothing ever happened in in that first instance. But if you then, even if it's accidental, you cut somebody off and you cause property damage, uh, your actions have demonstrated that you uh, have little care over their property, over their life, um, and that resulted in destruction of property. Therefore, you have proclaimed yourself to have more of a say over their property than they have. So therefore, you would be a slave master in that type of scenario. Um, now, obviously, nobody is going to take that to the bank, so so to speak. They're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to show this son of a bitch. I'm going to cut him off. And I'm not. I mean, if, if they did, they're just a bad person. Um, and there are well, those. Yeah, there are. Um, But the non-aggression principle needs to have a victim in order to exist, basically. Um, Just being angered and provoked by somebody does not make you a victim. Uh, You know, I I mean, unless I am... I would say that there's probably a caveat here uh, that could be argued, but I don't agree with. And that is if I'm encouraging somebody who's depressed to kill themselves. Hmm. How's that for a curveball? Yeah, that's... (laughs) I don't know, man. I, I I think that encouraging someone... to harm themselves would be an act against the non-aggression principle. I mean, I'm not actively aggressing you, but I'm promoting aggression against you. Whether you want it or not, you know, you shouldn't, I just don't see that you should be in a place in most cases, you know, barring, you know, terminal illness, of course. Yeah. I don't see a place where someone would want to end their life where they are in a good place mentally. You know, and encouraging someone that is in a place like that to harm themselves is... It's, so, it's basically encouraging someone who doesn't have all of their faculties. So uh, <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. 
Um, okay. And 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 here's why. Then I'm I'm glad that we disagree on this because it makes for a better show. If I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but do you remember several years ago? Uh, I had to I had to look her name up because it um. It I, her name escaped me, but uh, Michelle Carter. Uh, encouraged over text message encouraged her boyfriend to commit suicide and he ultimately did now um i've i've watched i, I think i watched a documentary on netflix a couple of years ago as well um it, which was great i mean she really is a horrible human being i there is no mistake about that she is she's an awful person the things that she was telling her boyfriend uh to in ultimately resulted in his death uh, were egregious and honestly she should be culturally shamed for the rest of her life okay but, let's let's change the scenario a little bit okay she encouraged the child to kill themselves well I mean he he was he was I think he was only 17 or 18 so I mean we're not we're not far off here okay um, well but, but I mean but here's the thing ultimately, it was up to him whether or not he wanted to uh, commit suicide. Now, we brought it up briefly uh, last week, whether or not we have the right to commit suicide. And absolutely we do. Um, you brought up uh, Kevorkian and whether, whether or not that was uh, somebody's natural right. And it is. Here's the thing. Words do not cause uh words are not tangible they can have an effect sure uh but just as the most beautiful poetry can inv invoke emotions of uh love or heartbreak or uh or you know any anger any other emotion it's not actually causing tangible harm but i could also argue that encouraging someone who is who is in need of care and help encouraging someone that may not have complete use of their faculties mm -hmm. encouraging someone that who otherwise you know would not do this to themselves preying upon this person it's almost like you have to split the person because you're encouraging someone that is not completely the person that you know you're encouraging this sick person this ill person you know and i'm not saying that in a derogatory way Mental illness is a real thing. But if you're encouraging someone with mental illness to kill themselves, I think that absolutely violates the non-aggression principle. In that, I, in, that, in that your words are motivating someone to harm and this is where I say I, I have to split the person here because, you know, it's 
you know, people can be two different people when they're having an episode. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, when someone's having an episode, they are, it, it's anyone that's ever dealt with it will tell you that you see two completely different sides of a person. Yeah. And sometimes more. Yeah. Um, redheads. Um, anyway, so <clears throat> I think by encouraging that part of that person that has no regard for their own life and safety to harm themselves is an act of aggression encur- as, as encouraging violence against the whole self. The, if that the, makes sense. No, it, it does make sense. And I and this I, is all ad lib and off the cuff. I'm not reading any notes. I I, I don't have any production notes here. The, the, so if this sounds rough, I'm just this is just coming off the top of my head. No, I, I, I get it. Um, and I am definitely not defending the act of encouraging somebody who is uh, suffering from mental illness to commit suicide. I'm, I'm not encouraging that. It, it is absolutely disgusting. And what. Uh, Michelle Carter did to her boyfriend um, it was it's it's disgusting I, the, 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 honestly the uh, English language uh, does not possess the vocabulary necessary to adequately describe what how I feel about what she did um, it's it is absolutely disgusting. Um, Morally reprehensible. Even that doesn't doesn't do it. I mean, uh, and I, I had to to look up his name. His his name was Conrad Roy. He died at uh, at the age of eighteen, so uh, barely an adult by legal standards. Well, the reason I begged beg to differ is that. In my example, as I said before, you're not really encouraging the whole self to do it. You're only encouraging the ill the ill person to harm the whole self. And I say that because the ill self does not own the whole self. Okay. No, I I, and, I, 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 get what you're saying, and, and I draw I'm, the parallel. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna interrupt you here for for a bit, just because I don't, I, I really don't see the relevance. Um, ultimately, the thing is, the well, I'm individual trying to make the connection. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so when you encourage someone like that, I drew the parallel to encouraging a child. Okay. A child, let's say, let's use a 12 year old, for example, in this. Okay. Encouraging a 12 year old to kill themselves. A 12 year old does not have fully developed faculties in order to be able to make decisions for themselves. That's why we have, that's why we, generally observe an age of majority. Now, when I say generally observe, I'm saying while we legally observe an age of majority, 
if we were in a truly libertarian society or anarcho-capitalist society, that age of majority would be somewhat fluid, but we could settle around, you know, 16, 18, 20 years old, somewhere around there. As when someone is developed and able to fully function on their own and flourish within society. The reason why I draw the parallel is because if you do this to say a 12 year old, you're not doing this to someone that, that is fully aware, Mm -hmm. you know? So you encourage a 12 year old to do this. I, I volley back to your court. What, what is your say on this? You're going to get real upset with me whenever you get to the later chapters of my book. <laughs> hey, so I, I, I'll, I am happy to discuss. Yeah, <laughs> I am happy to discuss. I, I am. I am very happy to discuss. I mean, that that's God. That's all right. That's that's part of the reason why that that's part of the reason why I, you know. That's part of the reason of what this brand was about when I first thought of it. Yeah. You know, it's like two guys discussing things that are very controversial, but I mean, we're still going to toast to one another at the end of this. Absolutely. So, I mean, all right. So here is, is my take, uh, minor spoilers, uh, for for my book, for anybody who's reading it, which I highly encourage available on Amazon. Yeah. (laughs) Earmuffs. 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 If you hadn't bought it, this is, uh, uh, paid content only, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he, it's the here's freebie. the thing. Um, whenever it comes to self-ownership, natural law does not have a line on when that's drawn. So, uh, though an infant is incapable of uh surviving on his own on his own in, in any way can't even feed himself uh he is still his own owner his parents do not own him he is still his own person and uh you know even though there is development that takes place from childhood to adolescence to young adulthood and it's a substantial change. The thing that doesn't change is that they are always owned by them. Now, we as a culture, and I am by no means suggesting that we should change this, is that we culturally believe that there is a hierarchical structure in a family and that the children are subservient to the parents or guardians. We should not change that belief. However, from the perspective of natural law, that doesn't exist. That is a cultural belief. So to answer your question, if somebody is encouraging a 12-year-old to commit suicide, I mean, they are a monster. And honestly, I don't differentiate if they're... they're, uh, encouraging an 18-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 26-year-old, or whomever to kill themselves, um, 
they're disgusting. They're they're an an, an abhorrent human being. Um, however, it is ultimately up to the individual to make that decision. And even though a 12-year-old might not be fully cognitively developed enough to rationally make that decision on their own, it is still only their decision to make. Unpopular, I know. I'm going to catch all sorts of shit for this. I, I, I feel it. Um, but it's a valid point. It's, I, don't, I don't think that it is. Simply because of the of the of the philosophical standpoint that natural rights are inherent to us from birth or before, really, depending on your beliefs. So you don't there there natural law doesn't create this line of adulthood in which you are magically entitled to all of your rights, and before this date you are not, uh, or even some sort of fluidity. Uh, based off of your mental age versus your physical age. Th that doesn't exist. I, I am by no means suggesting that we should change our cultural beliefs about adulthood and uh, uh, children um, not being what, able to make what decisions. What is and is not a minor. We're not arguing, you know, what the age of majority is. We're just... Yeah, well, the, Hypotheticals. The point, yeah. the, the point still stands, though is that it is ultimately the individual who has their who has the title of ownership over themselves and they have that title of ownership from birth or before um but it's it's not for anybody else to take but them now if somebody kills them that's a completely different story but encouraging them to do something while it is in in a, a morally bankrupt act and that person is a horrible individual that I personally feel shouldn't be fit to breathe the same air as me it I will say it does not violate the, the non-aggression principle I, I, I philosophically I have to be consistent on all of the spectrums and in order to maintain that consistency I can't say, oh, there's a magical arbitrary line at which natural rights are given. No, it's from the time that we are enter this world. And while I will not concede my opinion on this, I will concede that you make valid points here. That Thank you. No, I mean it, it it's not it's not what I believe, but hey, it makes sense. It makes sense the way you explain it from your perspective. It's just not the way I see it. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to kind of segue. Uh, well, go ahead and finish. Finish your point. Sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say that this is. You know, this is exactly what this show is all about. You know, that this just. You know, I I say my piece. You say your piece. <laughs> we move on. All right. So let's let's as let's... good friends. Yeah, let's let's change this up a bit and uh, take on an even more controversial topic, um, because I know this is where uh, people are going to go with it based off of what I just said. Um, let's talk about statutory rape. All right. Now, I will absolutely agree that anybody who gets their jollies having sex with 12 year olds, 13 year olds, what have you, children uh, should be. Um, 
in my humble opinion, uh, fed feet first into a wood chipper. Uh, I, I do, I, I, I do believe that I would like to see that come to fruition, but I also have but to that acknowledge violates that violates non progression. I, I would have to, I would have to acknowledge that that. But act, is it worth it? Oh God. That's not the question, though. That is the wrong question to ask <laughs> because there are plenty of things where we would say, oh, yeah, that's per perfectly worth it. And that's how we end up in the status cluster of whatever e we want to call exactly now. Uh, so but there's the slippery slope and we just exposed it. Yeah. And this this is what really where I was talking in my book about. So uh, I guess even more spo spoilers. Uh oh. If a now statutory rape laws are designed because there is a belief that is not unfounded, it is perfectly valid that adolescents, young teens, and children do not they are they are they are naive to the world. And that we as a culture should therefore uh, protect them from their naivete and make things like statutory rape a crime. Because the, the, the belief is, and this is said a lot whenever it comes to things like this, children cannot give consent. Now, but what did you just say five minutes ago? And that's where I'm circling back. And I, I am I'm trying to say this in a way that's not gonna put me into a wood chipper because uh it's gonna sound really bad. So I need to make sure that I choose my words carefully here. Anybody that that has sex with a with a child is is a sicko, yeah, is a monster and not fit to breathe the same air. However, if that individual makes the decision for themselves, even if it is a decision based off of their own naivete, and even if they are swindled by a smooth-talking 36-year-old monster that really wants to take advantage of this individual's youth, it is ultimately that person's choice so again i am not suggesting that we should change our cultural beliefs as it relates to uh age of consent laws but and this is a big but people have the natural right to make their own choices, have their natural right to self-ownership from the moment they enter this world. And that's a really hot take on this topic. Oh, God. I was not expecting to go into this, to be completely I mean, honest. But the coming at it from your perspective that you laid out previously... That's a logical connection of the dots. Yeah. It, 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 we're just, it makes we're just me philosophically feel so connecting dots. <laughs> no, I mean, it, but the thing is, we're talking in hypotheticals. You know, yeah. we're not, we're not talking like 
oh yeah, that's what you should do. You know, no. So, like you say, like you say. I mean, it's it's. I think I think the biggest part of of the reason why we have those laws is just the generally accepted opinion. Notice I say opinion, and I don't say fact. Yeah. That these types of people are monsters. And I say opinion because there is no litmus test for what is and is not a monster. Mm. However, it's, it's, it, it's like when the Supreme Court was deciding on, you know, what is and is not porn. It's like, I can't, I can't define it for you, but, <laughs> but I know, I know it when I, I see it. it. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it's like, I, I can't tell you, you know, what's a monster, you know, what, what defines, you know, what defines clear cut, cut and dry. This works in 100% of cases and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll never face a logical fallacy ever in its application. There's a reason you that you can't point that you can't point to one spot where that all applies. Yeah. So I have to say that I have to say that, fuck, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so uh, the the thing is, uh, and, and look, cultural beliefs. Uh, actually, l- let me take this back. If we were to live in Ancapistan, in a stateless society um and that goes down to the most local of levels so there is no state to make laws on what is legal or illegal it there's not even a county or municipality either right nothing but there are cultural beliefs and cultural beliefs are perfectly natural so while there would not be in Ancapistan, there would not be statutory rape laws, there would not be anti-abortion laws, there would not be laws to protect children from uh, predators, from whatever type of, of human predator they are that likes to prey on the naivete of children uh, for whatever reason. Culturally, that... Uh, society can handle that in any way they really wish because ultimately it's up to them on how to deal with it now granted yes if 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 that culture is made up of a bunch of boog boys and they catch somebody with the with the 14 year old girl uh and they decide you know what we're gonna put them feet first into a wood chipper does that violate the non-aggression principle? Absolutely. But who's going to file the petition to the private court to say, hey, these boog boys in their Hawaiian shirts fed this awful human being feet first into a wood chipper. Uh, I demand justice for him. And they're going to be like, who, who's going to give him gonna, a statue? <laughs> who's going to be the one that's ballsy enough to be like, hey, uh, that gross pedophile guy that's no longer around, um, he was murdered by all these people, and everybody watched it, and they were all cheering him on. No, they they give him a statue. They, they, <laughs> yeah, they, right? they, would, they wouldn't even take him to trial. Just The monument yeah. would be up in 45 days. It replaced the General Lee monument. 
<laughs> but Those squares it, are so, empty now. I mean, they're yeah. all empty now. I mean, we, we got. I digress. Yeah, but <laughs> but that's ultimately the point, right? You know, we can argue about the morality and ethics of uh, specific laws and specific, but ultimately it boils down to our our beliefs. And philosophically, yeah, I believe that that an individual has ownership of self from the moment they enter this world. However, I am not opposed to culturally making sure that we take care of our children and that um, we protect our children from the evils of this world. There's a reason that the uh, anarcho-capitalist philosophy is not utopian, because there are evil people, and it acknowledges that. There are people that will con and swindle and do all these awful things, but that, you know, there is a system that can be created out of that to deal with them. Most, most of it is a cultural, it is at a cultural level. Uh, we do not... I mean, like like I said, you're not going to have these types of laws in anarcho-capitalist society because there's not going to be any law besides natural law. And who's going to enforce that but the community or the society that has determined that, yeah, this is not okay and this is. Um, but the problem, the problem that you run into with forming the posse is the posse is the preemption to government. Yeah. It's I the mean, first step. The citizens' right. patrol, the citizens' posse, that's the first step to establishing the state. Oh, no, I agree. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that. I mean, the ANCAP... It, and that's why ANCAPistan would not work. Uh, because I, the posse would form. The posse would form. Humans, you know, as much as I love the idea as much as I love the idea and would love to see it in our society. We look for leaders, unfortunately. Not weak people look for leaders to carry them through. And unfortunately, there's more weak people than there are strong people. There will be a lot more stronger people if the state were to have stopped existing, so... I agree. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. Now, uh, you, your point is not invalid, and maybe we can uh, dissect this in, in another episode. But um, the, the ultimately, though, the point is that the culture of the local culture gets to ultimately make the decisions. You know, they are essentially the market, and whenever everything is privatized, from criminal courts to criminal punishment. Uh, the market is what gets to decide. That doesn't mean that the market will make good decisions. That does not mean, that does not guarantee that the market will always act in a way that is um, in line with the non-aggression principle. Uh, but I never have claimed that Ancapistan is, is going to be a utopia. It's not going to be because utopias do not exist. So, no, it'll be a big shitstorm. Nah, no, nah, it'll be great. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> once we, once we iron out everything, man. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I do not believe 
that Ancapistan will ever form in my lifetime, as much as I would love it to, it's going to take a massive global uh, global collapse of some kind, global catastrophe of some kind. The Great Man, Reset, I thought we were close. Yeah. I thought we were close. Uh, it's going to take something on a global scale to destroy the state beyond the control of the state in order for uh, ANCAPistan to ever exist. Because if I were to gather all of the ANCAPs uh, across the entire globe, and we all come together and buy a massive piece of property wherever and proclaim it to be a independent, sovereign piece of private property belonging to each individual that has his own property line, uh, the state will instantly come in and invoke violence against them all uh, because that's happened well, Wake up. History, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, so, no, they didn't really, they didn't really claim themselves. It would be another Waco, uh, and probably it would a be lot another worse. Waco incident, though. Yeah, yeah. So the state will always come in. So as long as the state exists um, and they possess that monopoly on violence, it will never actually be able to uh, take hold. It will require something to destroy the state beyond the state's control. Uh, but anyway, I think. I think that we've covered this topic well enough for the day, and and we can always revisit it again. Uh, Absolutely, but I, I, I think we're That's at a why good you need stop. To subscribe, point. yeah, <laughs> subscribe, and one day we will make this an actual live podcast where we will uh, um, take actually, your questions. Yeah, yeah, take your questions. We'll we'll be on the uh, YouTube and the Twitter and the Facebook and all of those things, but. Uh, that's that's going to be a little bit more, but um, anyway, anyway, I, I digress. It, it was a good conversation for sure, and we can Absolutely. always delve back into it. Um, Cody, before we wrap things up, sir, uh, you know, you said that you had a, a wonderful day. So, uh, anything in particular that you would like to highlight? Uh, any positive things going on in your life, sir? Well, I sat fourth row in right field to watch the Astros win today, so that was a good time. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, I am. I am just so happy to have uh, the podcast back up and going again. Um, I'm happy to have my book out. Um, I am happy that people are excited about what they're reading. And and honestly, um, I have received so many wonderful compliments over it. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Um, Spicy takes to be sure, as we kind of alluded to here, but, um, you know, that was a passion project and, um, I'm thrilled that people are reading it and enjoying it and it's causing, uh, some amounts of discussion that it's wonderful. And also I got, um, I got invited to, uh, uh, Liberty book club later this month that I'm going to drop into and, and, uh, and check that out. So, you know, there's a lot of wonderful things happening, man. I, I, I am so blessed and so happy. So, and they're going to give you like entrance music for that, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Turn the I lights mean, down low a little bit. You know? I mean, I did, I didn't exactly write this for fame. I just wrote it to get, you know, the message out there. Uh, but I'm also not a socialist. So, you know, that's why I'm selling it and not just giving it away. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Anyway, it, it's worth it. Yeah. 
Thank you, sir. I appreciate it very much. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time listening, it is that time of the show where we uh, we issue a toast. And so I'm going to ask you, everyone, ga- grab whatever it is that you're drinking. If you're not drinking anything, just pantomime along with us. Uh, we raise our glasses and we toast for liberty. For liberty. You've been listening to the Gentlemen for Liberty podcast. Join us at patreon.com slash gentlemen for liberty to show your support. Patrons get access to bonus content, can suggest show topics, and more. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at gentlemen for liberty and on Twitter at gents, the number four, liberty. Be sure to check out our blog, gentlemenforliberty.com, and sign up with your email address for updates. Please rate our podcast in your app, and until next time, we raise our glasses to you for liberty. This has been a Gentleman for Liberty production, hosted by Derek Wills and Cody Rowe. Copyright, Gentleman for Liberty 2021.